Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away, back, goal. Go, hey. It's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. There you go. What's happening, A's fans? We are back from the Valley of the Sun. I want to show you, I picked up a bunch of merch, a little spring training merch while I was down there. I'll be unveiling a couple uh, new shirts for the collection over the next few days. You know what? Yesterday, I realized what the number one thing is about spring training. And I was just sitting there, and I went, this is what it's all about. Do you have any idea where I'm going with this, Commander? No, none. What if? What do you think spring training is about? Evaluating the talent for the upcoming season. As Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean would say, eh. what else you got? Hanging out in the sun in Arizona. Bing, 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 bing. I swear to God, I was out there, and it was just like sunny, and it was like 76 degrees. My white legs were in shorts. <laughs> I had a polo on. There was no rain. I didn't have to have rain gear. It was just, it was, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And I looked out and there were all these kids and people on the berm. Parents were laying around. Kids were running around. People are in the stands. People were enjoying themselves. There's something about that burning star in, in, in the galaxy that when it hits you, it just makes you feel better. And it just happens to be there's baseball there. Good food, good drink, good people, that's all. But just to be out in the sun, the warm sun, 
was just, it felt so good. And I was thinking the whole time, why am I not staying down here and doing our show here for like the next week? Why am I coming back? Because it's supposed to start pouring again tomorrow, right? Nice today, rain tomorrow. I well, think it's, it's not nice. It's cold. I mean, it's supposed to be like 66. That's not cold. Compared to being 78, 80 I say in Arizona? To, I, mean, oh. I would say compared to it being 50 the last like few weeks, uh, I think see, I'll take 66. I mean, put it this way. If you were in Arizona today, you're like, hey, maybe I should put some sunscreen on. We had to do that the last day we were down there when we were down there. And the games are two hours. It was The game yesterday was like, it was great. I got to hang out with the Allen family, Nick Allen's family. Got to see uh, his aunt who I grew up with, Sherry. And I, her husband may be watching right now. He says he watches the program. He's uh, staying down in Arizona. He's working. It's a business trip. Uh, Nick Allen's mother, who I also grew up with, Kathy. It was good to see her. Uh, his father also went to the same high school. Uh, Tommy's a little older than I am. He's a guy that we've used as a contractor for our restaurant in San Diego. So it was great to see the Allen family. It was a lot of fun to see him yesterday. It's just spring training. It's just friends. Baseball Betty. I got to see Baseball Betty. Didn't get to talk to her for a long time. You get to see a lot of people. Um, it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. Now, when we were down there, it was cold. But the games were going yet. But no matter where you were in the Valley of the Sun yesterday, I I I, ta- I I didn't you know my DVR tapes all A's games, so I didn't realize my 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 DVR when I got home off the plane last night. I got in late, but uh, taped the Giants and A's yesterday, so I'll be watching that. I guess JP Sears looked really well. Went five innings. I almost yeah. fell off my chair. I was standing behind Ken Korak in the press box uh, in our radio booth there when when. Um, when he mentioned J.P. Sears went five, I couldn't believe it. I almost wanted to throw a party that we had a starter go five innings. Struck but out six as well. The great J.P. Sears. So, uh, all good. All good in the hood, as they like to say. And, folks, I'm telling you, I've been doing it for years. I feel blessed every single time I'm down there. I never take it for granted. You're never going to hear me ever say, oh, I got to go to Arizona. No, it is awesome. A spring training, Ho-Ho Camp Park, we've had – uh, Steve Finelli on our VP, Joe Pun, who runs the facility. We've got that new berm out in right field where uh, all the fans can hang out, and they've got lounge chairs and stuff. It's it's killer. I mean, it's our ballpark, right? Phoenix Muni never really felt like that, but you walk into Ho Ho Cam, it's A's, all A's. You go to Fitch Park, the facilities are second to none where our players train. It's just it's it's um, it's awesome. It doesn't matter where you go either. You know, if you're going to go over to the, the, the D-backs and the uh, Cubs, Salt Lick, Salt Lake, Salt River, whatever the hell it's called. That's where we're playing today against the Rock Pile. That that facility is gorgeous. Cubs don't play. Cubs play at Sloan Park. Co- Cubs are down the street at Sloan. Yeah, it's uh, it's Rockies and – No, I just said Rockies, D-backs. No, you said Cubs. No, I said D-backs. I, thought, I need to go back and check the tape after the show. You said Cubs. Check the tape. I said D-backs and – or I said D-backs and Cubs. I said D-backs – and so now you're, you're, you're second-guessing yourself. No, it's D-backs and Rockies. Yeah. You've never even been there. I know, but I know what I heard. You're, you're, no. Oh. I'll put a bet on it. Early bet. Oh, we're not supposed to do that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Cubs are down the street in Mesa. Sloan Park's awesome. Um, you can go out. Mariners and Padres share. Brewers. I mean, no matter where you go. White Sox and Dodgers share Camelback, right? Yep. That's a cool spot. 
But, I mean, it's just, it's all. Spring training, I've run into a lot of people who have said, you know, I haven't been in years I need to go. Or I've run into people who go, I've never been before. You got to go. I'm telling you, if this was ever, I mean, you could still go. But usually something that you plan a little bit. You think about all the rain, you're not dealing with that down there. Down there, you're dealing with beautiful weather. Uh, stayed at the Delta Marriott where we stayed at uh, for fantasy camp. When I was leaving yesterday. It's right next to the ballpark. When I was leaving, yeah, the Delta Marriott is a perfect place to play. When I was leaving for the game, you know, time changed, catching up with Arizona. When I was leaving, I, le- I left the hotel like at 1145. The pool was rocking. We didn't see that when we were down there. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody was in a bikini or a bathing suit when we were down there. Cody, the pool was packed. People were in the hot tub. People were in the pool. They were having a good time as I was leaving the hotel. That's spring training in Arizona. And when you get off the plane, all the golf clubs are coming off. You, I, I'm, I'm jealous. I mean, so many people down there. A guy that uh, uh, is a member also up at Center Bar Hills. I ran into Derek. I know he's a Giants fan. He's not listening, but he was going down with his buddies uh, to play golf. He was telling, I'm playing Greyhawk. I'm like, oh, spring training. I know I'm going on and on, but, folks, get down to A spring training. Not only get down to A spring training, do you have the video ready for fantasy camp? Let's take care of some business oh, yeah. to start let this me, show. Let me add it again. Fantasy camp, as you know, we were there in January, and it was 75 degrees. That felt hot. Because we were really coming out of cold here. 75 degrees felt like we were like, oh, my God. This has been one of the coolest experiences in my life, especially like in my in baseball. The importance of stretching every morning because if you want to last all week. Camaraderie on the field, cheering your, your teammates on, sharing experiences, sharing the things that you see with different pitchers. Great job. It's absolutely building all these friendships and memories with the players. That's how it starts! Second base, second base! It doesn't matter if you've ever played before, you will have a blast out here. It's just incredible. Having the treatment of a big leaguer is something that not a lot of people get to experience, and that is, first and foremost, the opportunity provided here. I'm going to tell you what. If I ever do play a fantasy camp and Shooty Babbitt's yelling at me, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be words. I mean, you guys go back, and that's not – It's going to be words. The friendship will – when you step on the field, there's no friendship. Don't you be yelling at me, you know, as as they said at Top Golf when he, when he was up there speaking to everybody, um, there was a few people saying, stand up, we can't see you. Uh, <laughs> and of course he was standing up. That's the joke. Poor shooty. Stand up. <laughs> but anyway, let me do. The, let me let me give There's up. There's a the, lot of ragging going on at fantasy yeah. camp. Uh, that's where we learned about Brody blowout Brazil. <laughs> Come, that, hey, that's Brody comeback Brazil yeah. in my eyes. The great Brody Brazil, who will be at the ESPYS this year. I don't know if he'll win. We have a long way to go. Brody Brazil will be nominated for comeback player of the year. I mean. He might have been. He could have won an Oscar for a lead uh, actor in a leading role. Shut up, Brendan Fraser, who won the Oscar last night. Could have been Brody Brazil. Anybody watch that? I mean, I watched some of it. 
Did you know any of the movies? Uh, Top Gun. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> the other movies like... Dude, it's like, when you watch the Oscars when you are a kid, you knew all the actors, you knew all the movies. Now you're like... I was just no blown idea. away. The movie that was really big, um, Everything Everywhere Here, and I think it's what it's called. I, I could be butchering the title of the movie. But the ki- the guy that won Best Supporting Actor so best supporting actor in a Leading Role or whatever the award is, um, is the kid that played Short Round in Indiana Jones. That's I, I was in the airport, and I saw them. And which was awesome. Uh, and then at the end, Harrison Ford presented the award for Best Picture, and it won, and they had a huge embrace on the – Stage because that was his first movie, hey, Indiana Jones Temple. How Temple. sad is this? The, the 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 film that won, you don't even know the exact title. Yeah, and I, by well, the ratings for the, I don't know what the ratings are this year, but read the damn thing, dude. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the name of the movie that won. We're gonna take his computer away for a show, so you can't just sit there and look stuff up. Fans can read. live out. Fans can live out their major league dream of being a member of the Green and Gold during Ace Fantasy Camp in Mesa, Arizona, from January 10th to January 16th in 2024. Attendees will join legendary coach, and we can announce it, Ron Washington and Wash. A's, alumni, A's alumni, including Shooty Babbitt, Greg Hatteray, Dallas Braden, Ace hitting coach Tommy Everidge, Carney Lansford, Rosie Adam Rosales, Terry Steinbach, and Ernie Young. For hands-on instruction, field activities, and nights filled with stories from the past, experience packages now. Experience packages are on sale now at athletics.com slash fantasy camp. That's athletics.com slash fantasy camp. Greg Hatteray talks a lot of trash. Caddy was one of the guys yelling stand up to Shooty Babbitt. All right, what do we got go- quickly? What do we got going today with the guests? We got Jeff Levering, who does radio and TV for the Brewers. Not Brewers uh, are about an the interesting Brew team. And, yes. And then Johnny Johnny will be here at 1230. Johnny on the spot. Johnny D with Know Your Rockies, part two. Um, so we had guys sent down yesterday. And we're getting to that point to where we're starting to kind of see where the roster, you know, Certain guys, young guys, having great springs. Lawrence Butler sent back down to double A. He's not far away. He could be a guy that we see that goes from double A to the big leagues. I don't know. Could be. Um, Dermis Garcia, the battle for first base is really starting to shine right here. And, you know, a lot of these moves, they come down to flexibility. Now, I I would say Ryan Noda has outplayed Dermis Garcia. But when you look at Ryan Noda, he's a Rule 5 guy. You can't send him down. If you send him down, you have to offer him back to the Dodgers. So there's things like that that you start looking at. Uh, one thing that I noticed yesterday, and I've been bullish on him, and it really kind of helped set the outfield. And he when he hit it, you knew it. That's That's one of the great things about being at games versus watching these games or listening to these games is when you're there and you're close and you you hear that sound off the bat, you know when a guy got it. And Connor Capel ripped one out of the ballpark yesterday. I've been bullish about him, watching him play, watching his, his approach, really watching his swing. As they say, the barrel stays through the zone a long time. I, I, I've said he kind of... Body-wise, kind of looks like Brian Giles to me. Uh, Connor Capel is a guy that, after starting to watch him, I realized I want to see more of this guy. I was saying that last year. I'm going, I kind of, you know, got a good eye, makes a lot of contact, 
Connor Capel is somebody that when you look at him, you go, I want, I want to see more. I need to see more. And he has lived up to that. Now, if he would have come out and stunk it up in spring, maybe I would be saying another thing and maybe be saying something different. But Connor Capel didn't get the right opportunity in St. Louis. I believe he got nine games. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Nine games. Like, here's nine games. There's your shot in your life. Nine games. <laughs> Welcome they, to the big leagues. And they, yeah, and we're going to do the Cardinals on Wednesday, actually. Um, they have a very talented outfield as it is, so I can understand why yeah. he didn't get a chance to play. I mean, they got Tyler O'Neill. They had Harrison Bader, but traded him. They have Bader's some, gone. I mean, they have a luxury yeah, of dudes. Lars Newtbar. Like, they have guys that are playing in their outfield that are very Japanese, talented. Japanese. Yeah. WBC. Yeah. And I know leader of the Japanese team. Uh, I forget. I know we're forgetting one other guy. But anyway, they have so many talented players in their outfield that they didn't really, they didn't, they had no space He's for blocked. Connor Capel. Guys yeah. get blocked. So you know what? Where do you go? You go to a place that's the land of opportunity, a place like Oakland, for years, a place like Tampa, a place where a place essentially there are organizations that will say, "I don't care where you're drafted. I don't care what your signing bonus was. I don't. I don't care how you got here. You ball. You're gonna get a chance to play. It's that simple. That's what Oakland is." We're the land of misfit toys, and we have been like that for a long, long time, and it has worked. The Chicago White Sox, they just didn't know what to do and what Marcus Simeon was going to be. You know, Florida Marlin great, Mark Canna, they're the Florida Marlins then, right? Uh, ooh. Yeah, they had yeah to, when they drafted them, I think they would have been. Have been. Then they sw- yeah, but they've only been Miami a couple of years. When they sw- they moved to the new ballpark, I think they became Miami. So 2012 ish. Yeah. Yes, he was before. Yeah, that so new he was ballpark. a Florida Marlin. Florida Marlin Mark Canna, who then was a Rocky, and we rule fived him. I don't remember how there was the Rock. The Rockies were involved. The Rockies. We got him from the Rockies. Yeah, I think the the Rockies claimed him, and then we traded for him from the Rockies. And we rule fived him. Oh, I thought I thought he was Rule Five by the Marlins. The Rockies got him, then we got him through the Rule Five through a trade. Well, didn't he go from Cal to the Marlins? Cal to the Marlins, yes, and the okay. Marlins to the Rockies. Rockies in Rule Five, then we trade for him, and then we get his Rule Five rights. Yes, something like that. Was, Don't look yeah, it up. Yeah, it was something. It's something along those. I know the Rocky. The Rockies are like the middle team. So, Marcana, who was Marcana? No one even knew, right? Marcana was a guy. Who was like, what the hell is he going to play? Uh, he could play first, could play third, could DH. Next you know, we got him in the outfield. Hell, we had him playing center field. So the point is, a Brandon Moss was Pittsburgh, signs here. I mean, he had a cup of coffee with Pittsburgh and Boston. It started in Boston, then Pittsburgh. He came here, and, like, it was his contract, right? He had, like, to be brought up or, or he could be a free agent, and we had to pick it between him and Manny Ramirez. And they brought up Brandon Moss. Who? Well, he became an all-star. We're the land of misfit toys, but we're the chance. We're your opportunity. And Ryan Noda is that new guy. So the roster kind of taking shape. Also, I would say the biggest dilemma that we have now, whether there may be two, there may be two, but the biggest dilemma we have now is what are you going to do with Christian Pache? Because if I'm telling you, Capel is going to play, right? 
Cable is in the outfield. He's earned the right. He showed you last year. He's backing it up. You love it when someone backs up, you know, because basically last year at the end of the year, we're using 64 players, total tryout. Capel played well, earned a spot, or at least earned the right to have a spot, and he's backed it up in spring. He's going to be here. Ramon Laureano's going to be here. Seth Brown, going to be here. Because you've got Noda and and, and, uh, Aguilar who are going to first base DH, right? Seth Brown can still DH. Flexibility, but your three outfielders probably opening day: Capel, Loriano, Seth Brown. All right, that's three. You get two more. You get two more. Well, now you have a group of guys that you have to keep one of those slots open because you have people like Tony Kemp, you have Aledmus Diaz, you have a bunch of these guys that are versatile that can play all over. But especially Tony Kemp played a lot of outfield for us. So that's kind of four spots there. So it's three guys and then a rotating spot with a bunch of dudes that can play. That leaves one more spot. And that's the daily dilemma, as our old friend John Lund used to say. The daily dilemma is, are you going to go Pache, who's out of options? Because you know you lose him. If he doesn't make the roster, you're going to lose him. Ruiz is not having a – our old buddy S.D. Ruiz is not having the best camp, but he has showed some extreme talent and how special he could be. To me, that is the dilemma right there. What do you do between those two guys? And to throw in kind of a another roster spot, the other one is really shortstop. You want to think Nick Allen is the guy, but Diaz can be the starting shortstop. And a guy that can kind of float around since you've brought over Peterson on a two-year deal and Diaz on a two-year deal, they're guaranteed on. What the hell do you do with Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith was King Kong Bundy at the end of last year. Great reference. I mean, he was, as we said, Kevin, when we interviewed Kevin Smith this spring, we were like, you know what it's like to be Barry Bonds or Babe Ruth. That's what he was at the last month. The last month down in Las Vegas, yeah, I'm not hitter-friendly. Doesn't matter. Still put up the numbers. He literally was like Barry Bonds or Babe Ruth. From, I think it was from September 9th on. He had, how many home runs did he have? 11? 11. 11 home runs. And from, hit like almost 400. Yeah. And, I mean, it's Ted Williams. I mean, it was like – and Fran Reardon told us their, his, his manager was like, it was one of the most incredible things he's ever seen. He showed up every day and got three hits and a bomb or two bombs. I mean, it was unbelievable. Well, he's backing it up. What's he hitting yeah. now? He's hitting 385 with two home runs and 10 runs driven in spring. He hit the walk-off grand slam the other day in the spring training game. He's doing what you thought he was going. Not. I'm not saying he's going to hit 385, obviously. I'm not. I'll it's, slow down on the numbers. He's not going to hit 11 home runs in a month. But you thought he was going to be a good player when you traded him for Matt Chapman. He just needed an opportunity. He shows up, doesn't start off hot, gets injured. Remember, it was the play at first base. Gets injured. Never the same until the last month. Well, you went out really not sure about Kevin Smith. You you just couldn't buy that last month. And what happened? You went out and got Jace Peterson. But now Kevin Smith's hitting again. He's backing up what he did in the last month. And he, even though third base, really grew up as a shortstop. So if he grew up as a shortstop, you could play second base. So, really, he can play short, third, second, 
that's your other dilemma. What are you going to do in the infield? You've got Nick Allen. you got Kevin Smith. Both have options to where Diaz and Peterson are signed to two-year deals. So you start looking at the 26-man roster. What are they going to do? Pache Ruiz. And what are you going to do with these infielders? And let's not forget, Tony Camp, we talked about that rotating spot in the outfield. He also wants to play some infield. Yeah, and we saw that Jordan Diaz went down and J.J. Bleday went down, so you know that we're going to see Pache Ruiz. And Pache's hitting 417 in spring training. Two more hits yesterday. What did you ask him to do? Get better offensively. And what's he doing? Gotten better offensively. And who did you trade him for? Uh, Matt Olson. Are you not going to give this kid every opera? I mean, we're not going to the World Series, folks. Hate to tell you. I may hate to break the news here, but. Uh, Bulletin board material. Bu- oh, <laughs> Townie put it up in everybody's locker. Townie <laughs> said you're not going to the World Series. Um, I don't know how you don't give Christian Pache. If you know the minute you send him down, you lose him. I don't know how you don't give him every opportunity. If he was hitting 200 again, I'd say good riddance. I was done with him last year, but he's done what you asked him to do. I haven't seen him. I don't know what the change is, but the numbers reflect it. And as long as he hits, and I'm looking at your notes there, he has over 1,000 OPS. Pretty good. We know he's an outstanding defender. Could be a gold glove defender. We don't need him to be great leadoff guy. We don't need him to be great offensive player. If he hits, he's got to play. He's got to play. You trade him for Matt Olson, man. The whole Matt Olson trade just can't be Langoliers. Yeah, because you got Cusick and Estes who uh, they're not. I mean, Cusick Q- pitched us the other day in the spring training game, but those two guys, you know what you're getting out of them. And, you know, you got Langoliers. So you, you this but, just, but just can't it can't just be based off of him. You can't no. have traded Olsen for Do you four know guys what and one Langoliers guy. will have to be the, the, to even if if this ends up being one guy really plays for you in the big leagues, how good Langoliers will have to be to even come close to living up to what training was for and it's not fair to him, but for Matt Olson. I think we put realistic expectations on him when we were in Arizona. I think twenty five twenty five is realistic. I'm telling you, Matt Olson someday will get some Hall of Fame votes. At the end of his career, gold gloves, I still think he'll win an MVP. I think he's going to have over 400 home runs. He will get some. Somebody will give him. But check the tape. Click the tape. You can go back. Mark the, mark the tape. Mark the tape. I'm only joking. You're never going to go back and look at that because that literally is a career and then five years retired. We'll be, if, I'm not, if I'm not retired by the time Matt Olson – is done. I've done some bad financial things. <laughs> I mean, he's, still in, he's in his late twenties. I mean, that's what an, I'm saying. He's you got another gonna, fifteen years, probably. And then there's remember once he retires, five years. That's what I mean. I was basically I was saying if he plays, he's thirty eight retires. I would hope he'd be alive by the time that <laughs> happens. But yeah, I mean, Shane Langoliers, that's a lot to live up to. So Pache hits. He's got to play. I, I I don't see, I don't see how there's any way he is not on this roster. And if Ruiz has to start. Down for Fran Reardon, then so be it. Yeah, he's only hitting. He's starting. In, I believe he's in. I have the lineup. Let me see. He's. I believe he's in the lineup today, hitting leadoff against the Rockies. But he's only hitting 200 in spring training right now. He has three steals, and he does have a home run. Pache's have a home run, 
Papanchea has a 417 average and a thousand, over 1,000 OPS, which is something we wanted to see, yeah. and he's doing it. Well, coming up next, we're going to check in with the Milwaukee Brewers. This is a very interesting year for the Brew Crew. Next, right here on A's Cast Live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Streaming from the town, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Well, now joining us here on A's Cast Live, the pride of Sacramento, Jeff Levering joins us once again from the Brew Crew. How are you? I'm great. How you doing, Chris? Everything uh, good? Every well, no, because yesterday was my last day at spring training. So I let. So yesterday, I'm at Ho Ho Cam. We're we're taking. Uh, who are we playing? We were playing the Padres. It was beautiful. I was sitting outside, and then uh, I don't know if you've been back to Northern California lately, but you'd be amazed because I know you spent a lot of time going up to Tahoe. You'd be amazed at the amount of snow and rain we have gotten. I heard that uh, Tahoe is actually shut down for the weekend, right? Because people couldn't get through it and they were worried about avalanche stuff. No, I I have never heard of that in my time. Of course, you had the chains and you always had to work on what was going on when you were driving up 50 or 80, but I've never heard of Tahoe actually being closed. Okay, this is crazy. So we had this, uh, Steve Vucinich, our longtime equipment manager, retired after 52 years. We had this big party on Saturday night and... I got shown pictures, so it's it's 80. You're on Highway 80, and you're, yeah. dri- you're driving, and it's this just – it's like you're driving through a canyon, right? And the wall – it's up over 50 feet, and you're driving through this canyon of snow on, on – it's like you can't – I couldn't believe the pictures. It's like oh you're, my gosh. you're driving through a canyon, and it's all just impacted snow. It's like, what the hell are they going to do when it melts? Well, I mean, that's a good thing for Folsom Lake and everybody yeah. else because you need the water. There's no doubt about that. And then Southern California is probably going to take the rest of Colorado's water. So you just, you know, it's all part of it. It's all, it, it'll all be good thing once it all melts. It's great for the skiers once they open up 80 again. But, you know, global warming, that's another conversation for another time and another 15 cocktails. But we're going to wait. We're, we're going to, hey, if you want to come out and go skiing on July 4th, let us know. <laughs> I've got plenty of snow in Wisconsin, man. We're all right. We're doing just fine. You know, I getting ready for this and just checking in on the Brewers. It kind of reminds me this year. Well, last year, you know, because the A's, we went to the playoffs three straight years. And then all of a sudden, 2021, we were still in it, still going for it. And we fell short at 86 wins. The Brewers last year remind me uh, of what the A's were in 2021. And now you come into this year and it's going to, wouldn't you say it's going to be a real interesting year? 
I would agree with that statement, Chris. I think that I know that the Brewers are going to pitch. That's a number one. They have an outstanding rotation. They have one of the best closers in baseball and Devin Williams. And that's even after the trade of Josh Hader last year, I think they did a good job in the off season of improving their offense. I think Brian Anderson is going to be a nice little update Uh, at third base. You could play some of the outfield. Uh, William Contreras behind the plate is going to be a great offensive boost. Brewers got him in the three-way deal with Oakland and Atlanta. Um, It's just a matter. The biggest question mark is, are they going to be able to hit consistently? And number two, what's the bridge from the starters to Devin Williams? That's Those are the roles that need to be won here in spring training and, and really what people are fighting for right now. Well, you know, Matt Bush is a great story. I mean, I remember coming out of San Diego, Mission Bay High, was a train wreck as the number one overall pick, but kind of resurrected his career with the Rangers, and then now what he's doing, you know, so that that is a good story. But when you talk about offense, and I just think two guys I think right away, I think Telez and I think Yelich, how much will they benefit without the shift? Two of the biggest benefits, I think, in Major League Baseball because of the shift. If you were watching the World Baseball Classic last night, Telez hit two rockets to the right side that would have been base hits otherwise, but they're still playing in the shift in the World Baseball Classic. So he could have easily had five hits in that game last night. And for Christian Yelich, he's hitting with a lot more power this spring, whether it translates to the regular seasons to be determined. But I I think that he has a really good mental outlook on what's going to happen in 2023. It's been a really tough couple of years for him. And even if you look at the numbers last year, they weren't what they were in 18 and 19 when he was an MVP and then MVP runner up. He still had a pretty decent season. Um, And if he can provide what he did last year, scored almost 100 runs, got on base at almost a 40 percent clip. Uh, at the top of the lineup, he's going to be fine. I think Rowdy's going to drive in a ton of runs. Um, Willie Adamas in the middle of the lineup who had 30, 30 homers and almost drove in a hundred from shortstop position is very underrated in a lot of different aspects in, in terms of national league shortstops. Um, you got a couple of rookies that are, they're going to have an opportunity to shine too with Garrett Mitchell in center field, pending his hamstring situation, maybe South Freelick moving on as well. So I, I think the Brewers have a lot more punch in the lineup than they had a season ago. Yeah, Domus has been such a great score for you guys. I remember that was yeah. a trade you went, really, they're going to give him up and go to Mo- Tampa's giving him up. I mean, he's been huge. Yeah, I mean, you could understand from Tampa's perspective because they had Wander Franco, and yeah. what are you going to do? You're not going to move Wander Franco off a shortstop, and, and he's going to be a star for a long time. But I, I don't think that Tampa realized what type of clubhouse influence that Willie Adamas was going to be when he came to Milwaukee. They knew what they had personality wise. He's an amazing human being. And that I, Tampa knew that, but as soon as he got to Milwaukee, he's been the bona fide leader in that clubhouse. And, and nobody has to even ask the question, who's the leader. It's Willie Adamas. And he was that way from the moment he stepped on the field. So speaking of clubhouse, and this is kind of the thing that's interesting is, you know, about the future of the Brewers. You know, with the A's, we, you know, movement with players with us in years where we have our runs, where we go three, four years in the playoffs or we're not doing well, there's always going to be movement, right? Everybody is just used to that. When you talk movement with the Brewers, let's start before we get to arbitration, which arbitration cases can be horrific. Uh, just how bad was it when Hader was traded? From the outside, it sounded it just crushed the team. What was it like being around the team when Hader was traded to San Diego? Well, I mean, it happened on an off day, and and you could tell when the team showed up to the ballpark the next day, which was August second, 
um, that it affected players in different ways. And listen, I, I think the Brewers, after the season was over, they realized that they had made a mistake. Some work, some things work out, some things don't. And I, I think that they had to eat a little bit of crow for that, and rightfully so. Um, and the numbers bear it out. In the last two months of the season, they blew 16 saves. Uh, and that doesn't all happen in the ninth inning. That happens in the sixth. That happens in the seventh. And numbers are what they are. Uh, but you could you could tell um, that that it was affecting the club. But at the end of the day, Craig Council did a nice job, and he said, "Hey, listen, guys, this is the team that we have. This is the team that we have. No one is coming in and doing anything else. We can't make any other trades. This is the team that we have. And if we want to make a run, and the team was still in first place at that point, this is the group that's going to get it done. They fell a couple of games short, so." It did affect the team. There's no doubt about that. But they've moved on from it. They've moved on from everything from 2022. Um, and I think it motivated them moving forward to 2023 as well. Uh, Josh Hader is a great talent. He's going to have another good year for the San Diego Padres, I'm sure. Uh, he's going to make a lot of money because he did in, in arbitration. Um, and we wish him well. We just hope he doesn't pitch well when the Brewers come to town. That's all. Hey, I, I, I can tell you, you, you want crazy from last year's spring training. So, we wake up in the morning. It's going to be the A's against the Padres. Shamanai yeah. is pitching for the A's. That's what the plan is. We show up. Shamanai has been traded to the Padres. Shamanai shows up to our clubhouse. He's in tears. Pitchers are in tears hugging him. He goes over to the Padres clubhouse, and he's still going to pitch against us. And he goes mm -hmm. out there. He's in a brown uniform with a green glove and green cleats. So we've seen everything. <laughs> I mean, it, these trades are so weird. And yeah. the way that they affect clubhouses, I remember the, the Seattle-Houston trade for Kendall Graveman, Former right? A, yeah. And it totally affected the way that the Seattle Mariners finished out the season in 2021. 100% it affected it. Jerry DePoto came out and he said, I made a mistake. I didn't realize how it was going to affect the clubhouse. Those guys, and it's one of Corbin Burns' best friends too, right? Their kids were born very close in age. Their wives were great friends. They'd come through the system together. It affects people in different ways. It really does. And you don't realize that until they're gone. And I, again, I think the Brewers are a really tight-knit group. They're a team that has always been preached about connectiveness Craig Council that is one of his biggest things since he became the manager we have to stay connected whoever is in this clubhouse we have to stay connected and that was just a moment for the last two months of the season where it just didn't feel like there was great connection well when, when I think about arbitration now all of us are going to sit here and go what are we doing it's 700 grand or whatever it is that's tip money in major league baseball but our friends over at SiriusXM, the front office show, Jim Duquette and Jim Bowden, their Sunday show, which is great, we have them both on the program, they explained it in the front office view saying they didn't like it, like just pay the guy. But then they said, you know, there's precedence, there's, you know, there's arbitration, what baseball wants you to fight, whatever. It's just ugly when you go to arbitration. And we, we've talked about Corbin Burns and that whole deal. Uh, I've, I've read that, he has met with the front office, but still it's just it's an ugly situation. What is it like all of this drama over just seven hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, I think they've moved on from it, to be honest with you. They they did sit down, Matt Arnold sat down with Corbin Burns and they hashed it out and they had their conversation that they needed to have. And at the end of the day, Corbin Burns needs to still go out and he needs to pitch. Um, it, and it's the old adage, right? If you don't like it, then play better. 
I've heard that my entire life, right? As a player, I heard it in the minor leagues, guys trying to get up to the big leagues. If you don't like it, then play better. Corbin Burns deserves as much money as he can get. He has been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the last three seasons. Um, you know, arbitration, I think the process sucks. It is what it is. Players are going to complain about it. But when was the last time you heard a team complain that they lost an arbitration hearing, right? You don't hear the teams complain when they lose one. So I think both sides were equally at fault in that situation. Uh, but at the end of the day, Corbin Burns knows what he needs to do to be successful. I think he's going to use it as, as motivation in 2023. And we'll see what happens. It, it's an ugly situation. And if it was me and I was in that situation, I would not be in the room. I wouldn't be in the room. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up just play better because when you were at Chapman and you were at Rancho Cucamonga, we were saying that on this show. Hey, Levering's just got to broadcast better. <laughs> I, I did. I tried to. Yeah. I wasn't very good my first couple of years, man. And that's probably why when I was in college, I went from being a starter to a starter and then a total bench player my last two years. I didn't like it, but I didn't play better either. Rancho Cucamonga, the good old days. That's right, man. That's right. And you were talking about Matt Bush. I remember seeing him. He was the sto the opening day shortstop in the first game I ever called in 2007. Bartolo Colon started against him for Rancho Cucamonga. Was it? Were they Lake Elsinore then? Yeah, the Storm. Yeah, the good old that way back. I mean, way back when I did San Jose Giants, the good old days of the Cal League, baby. That's right, buddy. The Cal good old League. Joe Rizzo in the Cal League. Uh, so when you think about Woodruff Burns, are, are they here throughout the season? Do they get traded? I mean, it's a fluid situation, obviously. Yeah, I have no idea how they're going to work that. But, I mean, the, the guys are going to pitch their best. I think that Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, Woodruff is a horse. I would hitch my wagon to him any day of the week. Same with Corbin Burns. Um, I think, and can they still have some control as well in terms of arbitration for next year? Freddie Peralta is locked up to a long-term deal. Eric Lauer, uh, the Brewers bring in Wade Miley to eat some innings at the back end of the rotation, and, and he's been great if he can stay healthy. And Adrian Hauser, they, they're poised to make a nice long run. They've got six legitimate starters. And then Aaron Ashby, who hopefully comes back at some point in June with his shoulder situation, he's going to throw from flat ground today for the first time in six weeks. So hopefully he's able to come back and make some sort of a – you know, a contribution to the starting rotation or long relief in the bullpen. So th they have a ton of starters at their disposal. And, you know, long gone, Chris, you know, that starting pitchers, you don't have five. There, no. There's no way that you have five over the given season. It just doesn't happen anymore. So the more depth you have, the better you're going to be. And the Brewers are in a great, great position for that. I know Bob Melvin real close with council and their buddies. And Bob would tell us how good Craig is. And he's a great mind, obviously, him and Bob going all the way back to their D-backs days. Uh, maybe it's not talked about enough, but, you know, Craig Council, what a terrific player, uh, but he's been a, a fantastic manager for a long time. Just underrated. Uh, well, he Us in baseball know how good he is, but he doesn't get the spot like some, like some of the guys do. But just talk about he really is a special leader. Yeah, he really is. And I talked about being connected with the club, right? So he he manages and he has this knack of taking all of this information that he gets from the front office and then everything he gets from his scouting department and everything he gets from advanced scouts and coaches. And he has this great way of digesting it to make it make sense. I was thinking about this as I was on the treadmill today running. And I said, how does Craig take all of this information? And then, you know, all some of these new school managers, right, that are trying to take this game plan from the front office. How do they implement that? Because baseball, you can't plan it. 
you could have the first pitch of the game and your pitch, your starting pitcher goes down and then it's just, what the hell's going to happen, right? You can't plan for the stuff that happens in baseball. And that's what I think makes, makes Craig so great is that he has this great knack of taking, okay, who's available to me? Who can I use today? But I'm also thinking about the next day. And then the next day after that, who needs a, who needs a blow in the outfield? Who needs to take a, a turn at DH today to get off their feet? He's always thinking about that next move. He's playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. And then he has, again, just the personal attributes to go up to a player and say, hey, listen, what do you need today? Do you need, do you need to take a day off? Hey, why don't you not take ground balls today and just take a breather? Why don't you get a little extra treatment? He is so great at being a personal human being with these players because he knows what it's like. He maximized every ounce of athletic ability. And I think that's what he relates to every single player. He has no prima donnas in his roster. They just don't last in this organization. You know, you think about some organizations and you go through the clubhouse, you go, man, that guy was kind of a turd. The Brewers haven't had any turds since Craig Council has been the manager. And I, I don't think that that's a coincidence. And I think the best move that the Brewers did was go back to the old school colors and designs. Because, you know, someone who grew up, you know, it's Robin Yount, Paul Mulder, Harvey, Cecil Cooper, Harvey's Wallbangers, yeah. right? That was such a great look. I'm so glad. The merch, because I now say I saw it in the airport last night leaving Arizona. The merch for the Brewers is back. Yeah, it's really cool. The ball and glove logo is really awesome. I think one of the great logos is the just the baseball with the seams that are in the wheat. Um, the, there's another logo that they took the state of Wisconsin. It's one of the patches and it's brick with the, it's just such a clean look. Um, they're not messing around with it anymore. I think they did such a great job in the redesign prior to 2020. Um, now my closet's filled with all of this great brewers swag that if I ever ended up working for another team, I, I would have zero clothing to wear because it's all <laughs> brewers stuff. Cause it's so great. All right. So do we come to you or do you come to us? You guys come to us this year, and then we'll be in Oakland next season. All right. Yeah, well, looking I, forward to it. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. I, I wish we were seeing you here, but uh, hopefully our paths will cross, if not spring training. And uh, it's always great to bring you back home. Yeah, likewise, Chris. It's always a pleasure, and I'm thrilled for Johnny. I know Johnny's coming on the show, yeah. too. And Johnny he came from Sacramento, where I'm from. I'm just so thrilled that he's got the opportunity to be in the big leagues full time. I, I, I can't wait to see Johnny in Milwaukee. Are you a big Kings fan? I, I'm I'm lighting the beam, buddy. Let's go. I haven't been this excited since the old Mike Bibby and Peja days. Oh, hey, passion for purple is back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to dust this the king stuff off. It's not gonna go over well in Bucks territory, but that's all right. Well, I mean, I, we don't have to hear the well back when Rick Adelman and you know back when Weber and Peja. Ah, the Kings are building something here. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I'm gonna have to really dust off my Scott Pollard jersey. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, buddy, you be well. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Take care, Chris. Thanks for having me. Jeff Levering, the play-by-play voice. He does TV and radio for the Milwaukee Brewers. And, yes, the Brewers gear. It's a great it's, – it's the, it's the royal blue with the gold. It's like a little darker than San Jose State, but uh, it's sweet. There's no question it is sweet. And uh, the Brewers, they finished up last year. I mean, if you remember how the A's were in 2021, where 
tried to do everything he could to get in, fell short at 86 wins. Brewers last year at 86 wins. You know, their 2022 was a lot like our 2021. And then now they're here comes the what do we do long term? Because you know Corbin Burns will not be resigning. He will not be doing a hometown deal. They're going to have to deal him. They're going to have to deal Woodruff. And it's like, oh, boy. And the, and the one guy you banked on is Yelich, and he hasn't been even close to the guy that won the MVP. 44 home runs he hit in 2019. He's hit 35 since then. Um, he hit 252 last year with, I think, 14 home runs. You're paying the guy. You give him a nine-year deal for $215 million when you signed him to that deal, and this is when he was still in his like mid-20s. He's, like I think, 29, almost 30 now. He might already be past 30. You need him to bounce back. Not having to shift should help him um, come bounce back. As Jeff mentioned, he does have some power in spring training. From when I looked, he has some home runs. He's hitting over 400 when I last looked. Uh, so you're hoping he got, but you got other guys yet. I'm excited to see what Luke Voigt could do if he makes a team. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I love Luke Voigt. Hitting at that ballpark, if he can crack the lineup. He he sounds like an Oakland A to me. He would have been great. I, I, like, we would have, but you know what, though? He is, once he, I mean, didn't do it for San Diego, didn't do it for the Nats. Uh, they got Jesse Winker there. Now, if Jesse Winker is healthy, probably Jeff, Je, Jesse Winker gives you, I mean, he had some big years in Cincinnati. He gives, I mean, he can play outfield. He gives you a little more versatility. Luke Voigt. I mean, basically, you got Luke Voigt. You got a better fat hitter in Rowdy Telez. No offense, <laughs> Rowdy. But, I mean, let's face it, you already got the big hefty guy. Do you really want two big hefty guys? Well, um, they used to have Vogel, but remember Dan Vogel? But I had him, too. So, they used to have a – Met they, great. Yeah, they they love the hefty uh, first baseman. I'll tell you, for, for fantasy, Willie Adamas, I mean – I got – he's hit 51 home runs since he's been traded from Tampa. 51. Did he hit 30 last year for them? 50. I don't know. What, what, I can – let's see. Who can do it faster? Adamas had 31. Yeah, thir- Ooh. 31 homers last the year. The old magazine's faster than your internet. Uh, that, that's- I mean, 96, 98. Wander Franco hasn't even come close to putting up the numbers <sighs> Willie Adamas has put up. Now, yeah, Franco Wander, was hurt last year. Wander was hurt, but – Willie Adamas, like, I still think, like, how did you trade that guy? He's still young, too, right? He's in his mid-20s to have his age on there. He was born in 95, so do the math. Uh, he's 20, 28, probably, 27 going on 28. According to Baseball Reference, he is 20. He'll be 28 in September. So he's still young. So a shortstop, you trade a shortstop that hit 31 bombs and had 98 RBIs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he hit 238, but still had 31 home runs and drove in almost 100. Well, once again, they shift on righties. How's that? I mean – I mean, just think about it. Two thirty-eight. If if now he goes to two fifty-eight, I mean, you're really going to see probably a. We're speculating here, probably about twenty points in batting average with a lot of guys. Yeah, give or take. So if I now hit two fifty-eight, thirty home runs, ninety-eight RBIs, and play shortstop, his WAR last year was four point four. Will be way higher. Yeah, I mean, if he can hit thirty home runs again, you're not close? taking that from shortstop. Yeah, he's a. He's been. I remember when they brought him. How in. many infielders will it take for us? To combine for 31 home runs. Wow. Um, Not counting first base. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Will we get 31 home runs between third, short, and second base this year? Let's see. I don't know if Peterson did. And what are they paying him, by the way? Uh, They're not he, paying him a lot. Making one year. Well, he's on a one-year deal. He signed to this year making 8.7. You have 31 home runs for $8 million? Let's see. how many. I think Aletten has hit 14 home runs last year. Is that right? 12 home runs last year for Diaz. 
Peterson, I don't think he hit 10. Let me just double check. He was former. That's a Brewer great, Jace Peterson. Uh, Jace hit eight home runs last year for the Brewers. That's 20 right there. We're not getting 31 bombs between short, second, and third. No. They're getting it from one dude. Yeah, it's uh, so. Once again, fantasy. Are we doing a fantasy thing or not? Um, I think they're talking about it. I don't know if it's confirmed yet. I don't know if they got enough people. I haven't played fantasy baseball in forever. I like Adamas though. I'm with you with that. Um, I'm just saying from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, which now I don't care about his defense or winning or losing or whatever. I'm just saying I get third. If I get if I get anywhere between 26, 28, and 32, 33 home runs in there. 85 plus RBIs for my shortstop. Yeah, hey, you don't care about his fantasy. You don't care about his defensive fantasy. Hell no. Unless your league counts errors. I'm like, I'll take this guy any day of the week. Um, the Brewers th- are in. I mean, this is. Remember, they got William Contreras, too, the catch. Yeah, he, he was an all star last year. Yeah, I mean, he that's. He was in the, our, our little three way. I mean, that's a, that's a good sneaky move for them. So, essentially, this is like their last hurrah. This is like, if you're going to. If you're going to do anything with kind of this core, it's got to happen this year. And St. Louis is the projected favorite in the division. Although, Pakota picked the Brewers one in the division. Well, that, <laughs> what's Vegas picking? Uh, I, I, I don't remember. I think Vegas had the Cardinals, yeah. So, I'm just saying this is it. This right here is you got you, – you struggled last year offensively, but now – there should, you know, you, you picked up some dudes, no shifting, as it's going to help. As he said, it'll help Yelich and Telez more than anybody in baseball. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know if that's true, but it's definitely going to help these guys. What Rowdy had a decent year last year, too, if I'm not mistaken. Rowdy was fifth in home runs in baseball, right? Rowdy had hey, was 30, fifth, yeah, 35 home runs last hey, year. He was, uh, fifth, he was fifth in the NL. Now, the, the deal with Rowdy – is that 31 of those was off right-handers. He doesn't really hit lefties all that high. Yeah, no, his splits are not great. Um, the pride of Elk Grove High School, by the way. Another sack, yeah. though. Uh, I mean, good, o- good OPS plus if you look in the advanced oh, numbers. I mean, Here you go. His OPS against left-handers last year? Take a guess. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the splits, but I'm not going to look. That's why we're gonna, you're going to have to do a show without a computer. I think you would be you'd be like Superman without his cape. Seven ten. Oh my God! I'm six forty four. He's basically an easy out against lefties, but we'll see. Things are a changing. Um, sorry, I didn't get to see United States against Mexico. Didn't miss much. Didn't miss much. I was on a plane. Mexico crushed them. Um, what was the final? Eleven five. The United States might be in a little bit of trouble. Joey Manessis from the from Team Mexico, who plays for the Nationals, two bombs hit last year. Is this a big? I mean, is this a big rivalry game? Us against Canada? Um, you, you mean uh, Canada's own Freddie Freeman versus America? No, I Denzel Clark. That's all. Yeah. By the way, we are efforting right now. Mark O'Brien, my old college teammate, uh, a lot of people in Bay Area circles, you know him. Uh, he's an agent now. Used to be the head coach at Santa Clara. Uh, was a coach at Stanford for years when Stanford kept going to the College World Series. Coach at San Jose State also. The pride of St. Francis High School. Uh, so my old college team, meet Obi, as we like to call him, is Denzel Clark's agent. So we're not going to try and go through Team Canada to get him. Um, we're going to go through his agent. I don't even know how we would go through Team Canada. But uh, hopefully Denzel Clark of the Athletics, who is a big part of our future, is going to join us. This week, I don't know when, we've given a bunch of times, and I think it'll be a big treat 
to have Denzel on to talk about his experience. I mean, this is like Olympic experience. This is as close as a lot of these guys will ever get to representing their countries and playing in the Olympics. So for a lot of guys, this is just it, – this is – it's a – it's a bucket list type of thing for your career. And no, I don't want to hear. You know what? Coming up next, something that I do not want to hear coming from people about the WBC. It just, it. Cody said it to me earlier. I'm not buying it's really being said. And if you are really saying it, you are not seeing the forest through the trees. We'll talk about it next right here on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. Do, 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 do. All right. Just want to show you once again. I went over to the gift shop yesterday at Ho Ho Cam. Got the merch, spring training shirt. I saw that when we were down there. It looked nice. Yeah. I like the faded, like, look to it. I will have a different spring training shirt for the next three days. I got three shirts. And then, of course, I had to get stuff for my kids because every single year I get – they have shirts dating back. My kids got some shirts. They've got this one shirt they've had since, God, it was like 12 or 13. My, my daughter's still – I don't know if they did, really didn't have kids sizes, but I bet. So my one daughter still fits in it. It's like the one with the gecko on it. What was that from? Oh, it's like thirteen or twelve. I think it was. It says it says like two thousand thirteen, two thousand twelve. So got my kids stuff. I didn't get any of the sweatshirts or any of that kind of stuff. They didn't really have any like says spring training. They're just a sweat, and we'll get I know, that, I, we'll I, get that back up here. I wanted the quarters up, and I, I wanted the like a spring training quarters up with our logo. I was actually going to grab you a shirt. But they didn't have anything in your size. Well, XL is a very common size for. Eh, I wasn't gonna get you an XL. You're trying to tell me if I got you an XL, you wash it once, that would fit. I don't dry my shirts. I was thinking I had to get you a in a T-shirt. Two X, two X is too big for me in T-shirts. I would have got you a shirt then, because I was thinking because there was no double X, and I was thinking you had to get double X. Oh no, yeah. The only thing I wear double X in is like a button-up shirt sometimes. Sometimes. Maybe we'll have Joe Pun, the great Joe Pun, <laughs> say, Joe, get, get get my boy. Well, you know what? I bought the one last year. I like the spring training shirt from last year. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. We'll, 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 we'll call down our buddy Joe Pun. I met Joe Pun. I, Joe Pun, who was recently on the program. I met Joe Pun's uh, wife while we were at the oh, nice. the Steve Vucinich retirement party. Yours truly emceed it. Was, um, Apparently it was a who's who of uh, A's It was war. amazing. I mean, it's Hall of Famers. It's A's Hall of Famers. The baseball greatness that was in this restaurant. Dietra Page did a wonderful job putting it on as we honored A's legend and A's Hall of Famer Steve Vucinich for his 54 years of working for the uh, organization. Vuce is obviously a uh, treasure, always will be. He'll always be our historian. Um, But it was a who's who, man. It was like, wow, the star power in this room the World Series, the All-Stars, the awards, the front office people. Sandy Alderson flew out from Florida just to be a part of it and to roast Vuce. By the way, Sandy, did they replace the Sandy? they find someone to take over for Sandy with the Mets yet? 
Well, he flew out from Florida, so I'm assuming no. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. They, they were supposed to find a president for him, and he was going to step back. But well, he not. was going to he was going to help the transition. Yeah. So like, clearly, if he's flying from Florida, he's still part of the transition. I don't I don't know if Sandy lives there full time, but I do believe I didn't ask him because basically I introduced him, shook his hand, good to see you, and then he gave me the mic back. That was all the interaction I had with uh, Sandy Alderson. Was uh was did the great Bob Melvin show up? Of course. Did you ask him his idea for a six man rotation? No. Apparently that's a new thing. Bob wants the Padres are mauling a uh, six man rotation as well. I don't. I, 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 why did you bring up Melvin? Because I did talk with Melvin, oh, and um, I'll be giving out some information later on. Things aren't as peachy king, let's just say, as. As our friend, and I saw Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. yesterday. I went in and said hello. Both guys come on the program. Jesse Agler just came on the program, play-by-play voice of the Padres when we previewed the Padres. Um, not everything is all roses right now. And you know you know the other thing that is Padres got 11 dudes playing in the WBC. 11 guys. And we have seen traditionally that not everybody – leaves the WBC and goes on to have a good first half. There's something weird about it. I don't know. They got 11 guys. Like yesterday you looked at their lineup. I mean, they're, they're, they they signed Rugnet Odor. He hit two bombs yesterday. Yeah, he minor league deal. Yeah, Odor's not making that team. Odor's just there as a filler. They need players just to fill out spring training lineups because they've lost so many guys to WBC. I'm just trying to think of what guys I can think of off the top of my head. Martinez is one of them. He started yesterday for Team USA. But I'm trying to think of what other guys – what? I'm trying to think of the guys off my head that are playing for the WBC. Machado. Okay. He's with Puerto Rico. Or is it Dominican? He's Dominican. Dominican. Uh, I don't think – is Nando playing in it too? Bogarts. Yeah. I don't I think – they, they, Soto. They got 11 guys. Yeah. That pretty much – I don't think Nando's playing in it, but – I got 11 – no, Nando's playing for the – Hey, he got two player. hits. So it's, it's finally off the schneid, I heard. Yeah, he's already hurt. Oh, God. He couldn't even play yesterday. Uh, so – what I want to talk about is is I was going to mention my friend John Gruden of the then Oakland Raiders. Uh, already football news today, by the way. If you're just tuning in to us, you haven't heard. Jimmy Garoppolo is signed with the Raiders. It's being reported Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. I think it was Delaire, the legend that is D.A. No, the Titans fan. Wasn't, wasn't it Delaire Lewers? Telling us when we were at Delaire, text me if this is right. I think it was Delaire who says he knows somebody. He's like, oh no, he's going to the Jets. If you told us that would have it been was at it was at fantasy camp. It was at fantasy camp. That was Delaire two months was saying, ago. Delaire was like, no, he's going to go to the Jets because we were up in the we were up in the perch there at Fitch Park when we were talking about ah oh, Aaron Rodgers because I would I had just been to the I had just been to the AT and T. I thought that was after. Is that, it might that, have been that's after. A, that's but in February. I, I was predicting Aaron Rodgers would be a Raider. And Delaire, I think it was Delaire going, nope, I heard he's going to go to the Jets. Oh. And he's going to the Jets. That's what the rumor is. And so that's big news today. But getting back to Gruden, Gruden said to me, hey, Townie, let me tell you something. It's one of the funniest conversations. I used to talk with Gruden all the time. Of course, I did the TV show with him. So I did it with him every week. But he talked about bitchers and complainers. That there's certain people in this world that no matter what, no matter how good it is, no matter how bad it is, no matter what, they're going to complain. And those people are called? 
don't know if that's a family appropriate word to say. I said bitchers and complainers. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's what they are. And he goes, got to get them out of your organization, Townie. Got to get them out of your organization. Can't have these guys because no matter what, and he went in football terms, whether it's too hot or it's snowing or it's, they're just always complaining. They're complaining about the offense. They're complaining. Baseball people are like that. Baseball people complain about everything. It's so unbelievable. Here we've put together this cute little World Baseball Classic. Players can get an Olympic feel for their for, for the first time in their career. Clearly these guys, I mean, I saw Lindor after a game. I mean, the pride of playing for Puerto Rico, it means something to him. Did anybody see? I sent it to you. Shohei Otani hit a home run. And they pat in the outfield so that it's this person's ball. But what this person did was they passed it around, and everybody got to touch it. And wow, a home run hit by Shohei Otani to the next person, and then to the next person, and then to the next person. And then the ball was returned to the person whose ball it was. We don't do that in America, do we? We trample each other, just literally dogfight for it. I got it, I got it. We're savages. In Japan, there's so much respect. You get to see it. Everybody in the outfield got to see it, and they handed the ball back. There's been some really the, – the partying going on. Is it, Ty, is it Taiwan? Where they, yeah. They're dancing on top yeah. of, the, uh, of the dugouts. It's like a college football game. They're loving it. There's so many good things about the WBC. I'm not really into it, but that's just me. I, I've stated this time of the year – I'm watching a lot of college hoops. Big win by Texas over KU, by the way. That was a big win. My Spartans lost to San Diego State. Hey, whoa, whoa. Real quick, Spartans in the CBI. I know it's not the NIT, but they, they're in the tournament. We're in something. And St. Mary's is a five-seed hosting VCU. Could be a trap game in the NCAA tournament. No, it's not. Twelves do beat five. Yeah, that's why, that's, that's why I mean. Bet. <laughs> Twelve. You can always, you always bet at least two twelves win. But whatever. It's 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 you're giving these guys guys playing for the Dominican guy. I mean, this is Team Mexico. Even the, the United States players, for for it's nice to actually see them show a little gratitude, <laughs> right? <laughs> to show a little actual pride and uh, well, yeah, it's nice the, to see that the entire roster is uh, made up of all guys playing major. By baseball. the way, whoever did Great Britain's uniforms <laughs> needs to be fired. <laughs> that those are awful. They look like a bad version of the old Red Sox. Remember the old Red Sox were just gray and it said Red Sox, but it's like the font that they're in. I mean, they look like someone put it together like the night before. Like, what do we do with our uniforms? <laughs> uh, okay, just put Great Britain on there and we'll have gray. And it was awful. But anyway, <laughs> the pride that's the pride that's there, it's cool, right? It's cool. They had a sold-out game last night. The chase, yeah. As I was leaving, I saw a bunch of people at our at – so – I was at the Delta Marriott, which I highly recommend staying if you're going to A's, um, A's spring training. It's just down the street. It's awesome. Uh, but I, I, with the great, you might have heard of him, Bay Area Radio Hall of Famer, Ken Korak. Have you ever heard of him? Rack. I think he calls A's games. Yeah, he calls <laughs> A's games. You might have heard of him. Rack gave me a ride back to the Doubletree and then took me to the airport. And, Doubletree? And, He's standing at the back. Oh, of the he's tree. at the double tree. Okay. So I went back to the double tree for a little bit, um, and there was all kinds of uh, there was all kinds of fans wearing United States and Team Mexico, 
and they were all going to the game. Then I saw the highlights last night. The place was packed. I mean, it's pretty much the only time that that ballpark's going to be packed all year. Whoa, shots fired. At the I do think the Diamondbacks are a sleeper. I'm on record. I, I, I think they're a sleeper. Did you see they re-signed Corbin Carroll to eight, eight-year deal? Do I see you texted me about it like yeah. 8,000 times? It's a big How deal. Would I not know? It's a big deal. Ask me again. Do I know you? Can I show <laughs> me my phone of you texting me about Corbin Carroll? By the way, hey, People and, are going to show up to see him. And what did I say? I said, Corbin Carroll signed eight years, 100 and what? Was it, uh, I forget the exact number. Passon had it. So, Corbin Carroll signs for like eight years, 114, we'll call it. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't much because K-Bear. K- That's a lot. 111. 111. Eight, 111, yeah. I want to remind A's fans, eight years, 111. This kid says, you know what? I like it here. I want to be here. The state taxes help out a lot. Uh, want to be here. I want to be a D-back. I love it. I mean, you're going to live in Arizona. Your committee to Arizona is not a bad deal, right? I guess you, you can handle the heat. Not off seasons are great, right? Right now it's good. Uh, but let's not forget Matt Chapman turned down 150 million for ten. Fact. Let's not forget that. See the difference. Boris Guy, Matt Chapman. I don't know if we are where we are right now if Matt Chapman signs that deal. Matt Chapman was a guy they bookmarked. They said, I don't even know why I'm going off on this, but I'm sorry I am. They bookmarked him as the guy. We're going to give him the money. I rather it had been Matt Olson, but they gave him the money or offered the money. Boris and Chapman turned it down. $150 million large bang in your pocket. Now, will Matt, will Matt Chapman ever see that money again? This will be the year. This is the biggest year of his career. Mm-hmm. This is the year he signed the, the two-year prove-yourself deal with Toronto, got some good scratch in his pocket, took care of him and his new wife. Good for him. We love Matt Chapman. I know Matt Chapman for a lot of people or for some people was hard to deal with. Matt was always good to me, had a good relationship with him. I respected the way he played. He played all out for the A's. He was all about winning. He wasn't about his own statistics. I'm ne- Matt Chapman, I'm all in. I'm all in. Right? He's a winner. Yeah. He's a, he's a winner. He's a leader. He's a natural leader. Now, would I have given the money to Matt Olson? No doubt. But whatever. Matt Chapman, 150 mil, turned it down. If he accepts that deal, I don't know if we're, we are where we are right now. Because it would have gone in a different direction. Because that was the sign like, wait a minute. We, here we are. We offer the guy the big deal. He turned it down. And he's going for greater pastures, which he may never see. Right, I mean, he, I mean, put it this way: we offered one fifty. What did Olson get from the Braves? One eighty. Yeah. X amount of years later, you think about it, it's what it's not. I mean, it's not like Olson got that much now with state taxes. A lot of people don't think about that, but the state taxes changes a lot of things for California teams. But we won't get into that. Just think, could we have even gone to one eighty for Matt Olson? There's no doubt. But look, they turned it down. Yeah. They turn, he turned it down. And the thing with Corbin Carroll, he'll be 30 when the end of free agency. So he's still going to be young-ish. So that that's when you think about the A's, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we, 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 we can't get in the DeLorean and go back in time. Ooh, that's an old school reference. Back to the Future, great movie. Hopefully they never <laughs> remake them. Google it if you don't know. Um, 
But if he would have signed that deal, I don't know where we would be, right? There would have been a commitment, and you're not going. You know I mean you're, you? It'd be foolish just to have Matt. Matt, you would have paid Matt Chapman. You would have paid other guys, and then now the direction's different. But yeah. whatever. Um, WBC. WBC <laughs> sold out. Chase is it still Chase Field? Yeah, in Arizona. Sold out. Super cool. Great to see. But the complaining already by so Ken Rosenthal. You want to talk about people? You want to talk to people that live in a bubble? When Ken Rosenthal says people are complaining, pitchers are not allowed to pitch more. First of all, who? I don't know anyone who's complaining. I haven't had anyone text me, and people complain to me, bitch, and complain to me all the time about everything on my phone. I don't hear anybody complaining. I don't know anybody who's going to just be thankful people are watching this thing. But I don't think anyone's complaining. So I don't know where he's getting this. And by the way, if you are complaining, you you are a nincompoop. You want us. Great word. If you want us to, you you everybody does realize that they have to take insurance policies out on these guys, right? We, you know, you, you heard about Kershaw. His insurance policy was so out of hand that he wasn't. They Team USA and baseball wasn't going to pick it up. He wasn't going to pick it up. We have to take insurance policies out on these guys because they all have guaranteed contracts. So you want me as much as playing for Team Puerto Rico means so much. Francisco Lindor has a $300 million contract. You take whatever pitcher. You want me to extend guys, which is essentially spring training. Spring training, you're not going all out. These guys are going all out. You want me to have guys who have $200 million, $300 million, $100 million. Hell, they might have $18 million guaranteed this year. You want them to go all out in the WBC? I like the tournament. I think it's cute, but it's not. We had, You can only do so much with these players. Let's not don't don't keep your eye on the prize. The prize is staying healthy, trying to win a World Series. Earn your money that you're getting paid. You're not getting paid to play in this damn thing. That I mean, I, the, I don't know who's complaining. I haven't heard it. I think it's ridiculous. And it would just be the baseball people that complain about everything. They complain about everything. A lot of people aren't complaining about the pitch timer right now. People are liking these two-hour and thirty-minute spring training games. I believe our game on Saturday was two hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, yesterday was what, 236? Yeah. The, the title of Ken's article, by the way, is if Team USA will be handcuffed by pitching restrictions, is it even worth playing in the WBC? And I, I have this a couple of excerpts from here. You know, their pitch starters around pitch counts, I think they can't go more than four innings. Most relievers who complete an inning of work can't return for another. Like Kendall Graveman threw five pitches last night in the to get the uh, last like two outs of the inning, and then he can't come back out for another one. Yeah, great. See ya. So, what, 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 what really does it. Do? So they had to leave. D-Row, Mark DeRosa, who's managing Team USA, had to leave Brady Singer in longer than he wanted to are, because are, he can't throw guys in back-to-back innings. Are, are you telling me if the United States wins the WBC, we're going to go to the Canyon of Champions, if they like to say, in New York City for a ticker tape parade? <laughs> Is that what we're going to do? Pro- probably not. Are millions, the millions, are millions of people going to line the streets of New York for a parade for the WBC champion United States team? Uh, I don't think so. No. Who cares? Yeah, it's just. It's a cute tournament. 
we're getting to see baseball players play for their home countries. We've even made up stuff like, oh, my mom has 20% whatever, Danish. So I'm going to play for the Finns or I've got a little I got a little English in me. I'm going to be in Great Britain, whatever. Right. I'm a little Italian. I didn't even know I was 30 percent Italian. I'm playing for Team Italy. They had an espresso machine in their dugout. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. It's fun. And by the way, Asia loves baseball and we're seeing the teams playing over there going nuts over it. It's great. It's great for the game. But I on the prize. We're not going to sacrifice players for the WBC. You're 100 percent right, because look at the guys that are starting pitches for the for Team USA. There's not Verlander. There's no Scherzer, no. Garrett Cole. It's and th- this is not a slight at them at all. It's just it's Lance Lynn, Kyle see, Friedland. Do we see? T- do they realized the All Star Game, known as the Pro Bowl, having guys tackle each other was stupid. No, they play flag football. Yeah, they're not even hitting anymore. Like what do, these guys? We've invest. They're investments. We've invested in them. I don't want my investment getting hurt. It's not worth it. It's not it's 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 not it's just not worth it. It's not worth anybody getting hurt for a tournament that, you know, it's great. It's fun. It helps grow the game, no doubt about it. People are excited about it. I get it. But I'm not going to sacrifice the best players who have these multi-million dollar contracts. It's great I got insurance on it, but I'm not going to sacrifice these guys for the WBC. That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, the starting pitching. Uh, who's the biggest starting pitcher? Uh, Otani. What's Otani's the biggest guy? There's no one. I don't care what anyone says. There's no bigger player in the WBC right now than Shohei Otani, and he's not going to even pitch through the final if Japan makes it to the final. They already said he's going to pitch in the quarterfinal and he's going to go back and get ready for the regular season and get ready for his presumed opening day start against the A's on March 30th. And Taking down Otani on – we took him down in the final game of last year, and we're going to beat his ass game one. We're taking him down. I, I am so – I am the anti-Shoei Otani. Bring it on, Otani and the rally monkey. Bring it on. We're going to kick the crap out of you all year long. As long as you're an angel, Otani, we're, it, this is the year of Otani. We take him down. Bring him. Well, I mean, I mean, if you just want to be, play recency by CA's own Otani. Well, how about this? In the airport last night, flying home, a lot of Shohei Otani gear from uh, going back to uh, – there was a couple flights. There was one going to John Wayne, and there was one going to Burbank. A lot of Otani gear. I'm starting to really want – you know, when I see – you know, it's kind of like the trout. Remember when I said about trout? Were we doing the show then? Or maybe I was at 95-7 at the time. When I said, there is no way Mike Trout's leaving. Maris, oh, oh yeah, no, it's here. Oh, no, no, it's yeah. here. He, he, he's from New Jersey, right? He grew up a Yankee. He grew up. Uh, Phillies. That's football he likes the Eagles. Did he grow up a Yankee fan, though? Oh, I don't know. I thought he was a Phillies fan. No, I've no, he's, a, he's an Eagles fan. I think he grew up a Yankee fan. But there was all that talk about, oh, he played for the Yankees. There was never talk about him playing for the Phillies. Well, you might be right. Could've it was all Yankees. about the Yankees. Oh, he could be going to the Yankees. And I remember going in. It was at their stadium in Tempe where the, uh, where the Angels trained. And I went into their merchandise store, and I walked in, and everything's trout. Everything's trout. They got the trout, the fish, the trout hats, the fish hanging off the hat. 
every jersey, every jersey, at nothing's Pujols. Everything's Trout. Then you look at their you look at their giveaways at the stadium. Everything's Trout. I'm like, there is no way this guy is leaving the Angels. You guys are all nuts. What happened? Sign a big extension. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, now that Otani is worth so much money, I, 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 I'm not buying that Shohei Otani. I mean, I'm not. I'll have to. When he signs a contract with somebody else, I have no idea. I mean, the Artie Moreno wanting to sell, not wanting to sell. I don't know. But it's just any organization that lets him go is 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 very short-sighted money-wise. The amount of money he makes for you. The amount of money he's worth. The return on investment. I just – I'll believe it when I see it. I really will. I really will. Because that was the same thing with Trout. Trout, Trout, man, go back. Because he wants to go back east. Blah, blah. I'm like, they're not letting Trout go. That's crazy. It's crazy. Every when, – when now every giveaway is either Trout or Otani. I, I have one of the Otani giveaways from last year. I was you got to remember, the Angels have a TV contract that pays them over $300 million a year. It was uh, Otani won Kenobi bobblehead. Great giveaway. <laughs> I believe I believe they got it to where their contract rivals. It was with Fox. Is that Bally's now? It's Bally's, yeah. Well, that might be a little different. But the but the the Angels at one point the Angels got their deal. Dodgers might have signed a new one, but back in the day the Angels got their deal up to par with the Dodgers. So they're getting like three hundred million in TV money. That's that. That I mean, their TV money alone pays for all their salaries. You could easily pay Otani. You could go over the luxury tax, and what you're making per year on your cable deal pays for all the players before you've ever parked anybody, before anybody's bought a ticket, before anybody's bought a beer, a hot dog, a jersey, a jersey, a hat, whatever. Everything's paid for just off your TV money. I'm not buying Otani's leaving until somebody signs. I say until he's officially gone. Totally seen at his press conference putting on a New York Mets. Yeah, I said it. Mets jersey. Hey, hey, and oh, by the way, old Shohei Otani doesn't like talking to the media. Shohei Otani is fully protected from anything. Hey, I got to tell you, you signed that mega deal with the Yanks or the Mets, that's out the door, bro. Yeah. You're now talking. They're now up in your business everywhere you go. Every day. You leave your hotel to go get coffee, they're going to take pictures of you. You go anywhere, they're going to take pictures of you. He's not married, right? I don't think so. If I don't you, know. If you are out with a woman in New York City, you will be on page six. You will be in the tabloids of the New York papers. You're out on a date. You're anywhere. They're going to be up. This isn't like you're going to hang out in Dana Point or Laguna or Huntington Beach. Oh, Shoei Otani was was some woman in Newport Beach. Nobody cares. In New York, you're going to be in the newspaper. You're going to be on websites. They're going to be taking pictures of you. So you want to go sign that contract with the Yankees or the Mets? Boy, there's a lot that goes on with it that you don't get in Orange County. The Orange County Register doesn't care. The New York Times and Post, they do. And they'll be all over you. Anywhere you go, anywhere you go, someone's going to be following you, filming you, and taking pictures of you. Coming up next, do we got Johnny D? We do. And uh, we're playing, I know he told me yesterday. The Rockies. The Rockies. The no, Rock you're Rockies. Pile. 
All right, coming up next, Johnny D from the Valley of the Sun, right here on A's Cast Live. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Oh, yeah. We're getting you ready for the Athletics and the Colorado Rockies coming your way here at the top of the hour. Johnny D is with us from, it's what, Salt River Fields? Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. I have the good doctor here. Ah, the doctor. Well, that's one of the greatest. That's one of the greatest doctors of all time. I said yesterday, uh, it's either him or Doctor J. Take your pick. Exactly. I, I go Doctor Curran. That's that's my doctor. So yeah, well, that'd be interesting if he was your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were just talking about Shohei Otani, and if he was ever to sign with uh, with New York, the pressure, but really just just what it would be like as a global superstar playing in New York. I think if there's anybody we can ask today what it's like, I can ask you. Uh, when you leave the Double Tree, when you're anywhere, whether it's Scottsdale, Phoenix, Tempe, Mesa, Johnny, just, I mean, people are on you, they're around you, they're taking pictures of you. What is that like? Well, the only reason they are is because they think, they think I'm Ben Bailey from Cash Cab. That's the only reason. They think I'm somebody else. So that's the only reason they, they would do that. But no, yeah, can you imagine Otani in, Otani in New York? That'd be something oh. else, wouldn't it? He's got no idea. Oh yeah, he'd be able to handle it though. Seems like he'd be able to handle just about anything. That guy. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. I, I don't buy because he 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 refuses to talk to the media. He refuses to deal with anything. And like I was saying, he goes out to dinner with a woman. Boom! Everybody's going to be on him. He goes gets coffee. Boom! He's not getting that in Orange County. No one cares in Laguna. No one cares in Newport or in Anaheim. You go to New York. Every little thing he does will be broadcasted. I, I, the way the way they've insulated him from everything, you won't be able to do that in New York. I don't know if he can handle that. You don't think he could do what Jeter did and just keep his life on the low for 18 years, 20 years there? You don't think he could do what Jeter did? Jeter's like years. one of how many guys that did that? That's true. He Jeter is such yeah. an anomaly. Uh, wouldn't like that for Reggie. Wasn't like that for A-Rod. We can go star yeah. after star, even for Roger Clemens, guys who were stars that went in there. Uh, Jeter is the only one that lived this life that, I mean, the legend of everything that he did, that everybody, and also, too, I mean, more than ever, the gotcha world has gotten even bigger than even when Jeter played. That's true, but I do think if Otani is probably going to go to L.A., he's probably going to go with the Dodgers, and I think – even though it's going to be crazy media-wise there, I think the L.A. media is not as hard as the New York media or yeah. the Boston media. I think he would be okay there, at least for a little while. I, I think he'd be able to handle New York, I don't know, but L.A., I think it'd be all right. Yeah, I agree with you on L.A. So yesterday I was standing right behind you, mm-hmm. and J.J. Blade hits it off the batter's eye, just streaks around the bases, slides in. I, te- I texted Cody immediately going, Oh my God! The speed on this guy, and yeah. and as I was hitting send, you turn to Ken Korak and you go, "That's why he was a first rounder." Like we both saw the same thing. Like yes. and, and Jay and I want to talk to you about a couple guys that have gone down because we haven't seen them every day like you have. You can give us right. a, you can give us the insight, but yeah. watching JJ Blade, obviously who we got for AJ Puck from the Marlins. When you look at his size, you look at the power. 
and you look at the speed, you now understand why he was the number one draft pick, and that was on display yesterday. It was. I tell you, that was exciting to watch. Glad we had a chance to see that. And Kotze talked about it a little bit today in his presser just about the fact that they want him to play every day. So they're going to get guys down there. If they see a guy as a future guy that's going to play every day, they're going to have him down in Vegas to play every day. He doesn't want him to be a you know, platoon guy or bench guy or come off the bench here. So I do think uh, that as far as Bladet is concerned, obviously a tremendous athlete. And uh, he's got the speed. He's got all the tools. And they just want to see him play every day, get his rhythm, and then bring him back up when he's up there to uh, when he comes up to stay. So that, that was, I think, what, what the A's are trying to do with that. Oh, yeah, I mean, and you see, you see, this kid's got some extreme talent. So oh, yeah. it'll be interesting. Butler, Great arm, too. Yeah. Butler going down, but Butler sure impressed. Oh, yeah. What, a, what an impression he left. And he knew he was going to, he knew he was going to go down. He's going to start in double A. But wow, was he exciting. He was the talk of spring, and for good reason. I mean, this guy did it all. Kotze said he reminded, Butler reminded him of him when he was trying to make an impression at 22 years old uh, when he was coming up with the Marlins. So he, he said, I see a lot of similarities with, with, with me and Butler. And he's had a lot of conversations with Lawrence about that. And Lawrence, he knew he was going to come down, but what an impression. I mean, look, just the fact that against Aaron Savali and Eniel De Los Santos, two really good big league pitchers, he was not overmatched at all. I mean, you got it was it was impressive to see what this guy was able to do uh, against really good pitching. You know, every time you saw him go against a tough lefty, he not only hung, he didn't just hang in there and flip the ball to left field. He was on the pitches. So look, he's got a lot of confidence right now, and I I, I don't he may we may see him this year in Oakland. I hope we do because he's he is a treat to watch. Loved it. Now, double A to the big leagues is not something the A's normally do. Who's the last yeah. guy? Dan the K Man Straley or something like that the last guy to go from double A to the big leagues. But I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like, all of a sudden, if he's tearing up Midland, especially after this spring training, I mean, I I could potentially see him getting the call from double A to the big leagues. Yeah, well, it depends on the needs of the club, but I do think that uh, even if he is, if he goes double A, triple A, big leagues, maybe he's in Vegas for a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I wouldn't count him out uh, to be with the Athletics at some point this year with the spring he had. And just I was talking to uh, Tyler Wade about him today, and he goes, "This kid gets it. He just the conversations we've had. He's a great kid, but he also." He understands the game, and he's 22 years old, and he's still learning. He learned a lot from Marquise Grissom. He's learned a lot from Michael Harris II. So in the offseason, he's constantly picking the brains of these guys that have had success in the big leagues. And uh, he just, uh, uh, like I think what uh, Tyler Wade said is true, this guy this guy gets it. He's going to do some damage to the big league level at some point. Yeah, and, and the interesting question, still still time to play out, but we, we wondered, is, is Pache going to hit? He's got to be able to hit some. And he's doing more than just hit some. Wouldn't you say Christian Pache is starting to make a, uh, a legitimate case to be here, which will be a tough conversation for the front office? It really is tough. And I I, I was talking to Vincent Glenn about it today. Like, it's just like, what, what are they going to do? Are you going to keep uh, Pache and Ruiz? You're going to have to start Ruiz at, at, uh, at AAA to start the year? Uh, Pache's, you know, look, he needed to have a big spring. And he's, he's obviously, you know what he's going to do defensively. But offensively, he's had some good at-bats. So, you know, he's, he's not really getting fooled too many times. So I know he really struggled last year. I didn't get a chance to see it up close and personal. But watching him this spring, he looks like he, at this point, might break camp with the club. Obviously, I'm not in on those conversations, but he's uh, he's certainly making a case to, to stick uh, at the, uh, break camp with the uh, with the big club for sure. David Forrest didn't come up to you at the party on Saturday night and ask you questions. What you thought? 
he no 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 he no come on no, david I, I mean david's got to no. be better than that he's got to come he's got to ask johnny d what are you thinking Nah, no, those guys are at least, I think they're, I wouldn't say a little bit smarter, a lot smarter than me. So I think yeah, so they'll, they'll make that call. But I do think it would be interesting if they do keep Pache and Ruiz because we thought about Connor Capel because Capel's a guy that could. Oh, Capel's on the team. Too, right? Capel's yeah. on the team. Yeah, yeah, he, he can hit and he can well, play. And then so. the question is, Tony Kemp plays outfield, plays a lot of outfield. So that's, it's almost like you can't keep Pache and Ruiz. It's one or the other. Yeah, I also think, you know, they, they want, if Ruiz isn't here, they don't want to come off the bench. They want him to play every day. Same yeah. thing, right? Same thing as Blade. So you want him to play every day. So they'll have some decisions to make. But uh, I, I think Pache right now, uh, what depends on Ruiz did have a really some, three really good at-bats yesterday. So that's good. Uh, only one thing to show for it. But I do think that uh, right now, Pache, if he continues to do what he's doing, he's got a real good chance of making this club. It could be a real interesting aviators outfield. You talk about athleticism oh. for Fran Reardon. Yeah. Wow. I know. I talked to Fran about that. I go, you guys are going to be loaded this year. He goes, yeah, I'm, I think we're going to be pretty cool. He's excited. The great Fran Reardon, as we say, he's, oh. he, he is a leader of men. He is such a – he is – I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you a little story about Reardon. Reardon took the four days off last year, um, or six days off for the first series. He came back in. Every single player in that clubhouse, Vegas clubhouse, came in to talk, ask him about his – his vacation. They were giving him a hard time. Say, we want to keep Scarsoni here. They were, they're all over him. But he's got such a great relationship with his players that he's just. Uh, it's so great to have him at, at camp because he just he, he's got that kind of magnetic, charismatic personality where people are all over. It's pretty cool. Oh, we will lose him at some point. He's going to yeah. be a big league manager. I mean, he, he's become a real good friend of the program. We have him on multiple times a year. We just had him on down at spring training. But yeah. I, we do know there there will be a time limit for Fran before someone snatches him. He will be a big league manager someday. Yeah, I could see that. He's he's uh he knows the game. He connects with people. He understands tough love. He's really good with the players and really good with the other coaches. He knows how to delegate. He's got it all. I agree with you. I think he will be a big league skipper as well. All right. It is time for Know Your Rockies. Oh, a, man, a, I thought we were going to – okay. All right, here second, we go. A second edition of Know Your Rockies. This first question is really hard. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with baseball. All right, Johnny. What beer is brewed at Coors Field? What beer is brewed at Coors Field? What it's, beer is brewed at Coors I say, Field? I would say Coors. That's uh, that's incorrect. From my research, it says that Blue Moon is brewed at Coors Field. Oh, wow. I'm not a beer guy. I, 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 I didn't get that right either. I'm a, like, of course it's Coors. Right. Nope. That's, nope. So I start. I always start with the tough one. I'll throw you a softball tough here. Tough one. Tough one. Softball here. Yeah. I'm the winningest manager in Rockies franchise history. Uh, it's got to be. Uh, is it Don Baylor or Clint Hurdle? Which one? Which one? Clint, Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle's correct. Pirates Wait. legend Clint Hurdle. Johnny's on the board. Oh, right, see, this is another one. I am the only member of the Rockies in the pro in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, that that would be Larry Walker. Oh, look! Look at he's two for three. Two for three. He's on fire. Where did the Rockies play before Coors Field? They played at Mile High Stadium for two years. Knocking it out of the ballpark. Who hit the first home run in Rockies history? Someone said it already. Eric Young. That's (laughs) correct. Senior. Eric Young, senior. Kipe actually got that. Kipe got it. Here's Here's another softball for you. 
I am a former Rockies GM who now works on TV at MLB Network. Uh, Ryan Spielborgs or Spilly, if you will. No, GM, not GM, player. GM. Oh, you said G. I'm sorry. MLB That's Network, uh, not rate, not radio. I'm MLB. Sorry. It's uh, the Duke, Duquette, right? Both. Uh, no, be- those guys are serious too. It'd be the great Dan O'Dowd. Oh man, that's bad. That's not me. All right, last one. Yeah. Other than Larry Walker, who's the only player to ever wear number thirty-three for the Rockies? That's obscure. Oh man, yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't even know that. This is obscure. This is not. That's that's is a terror. Johnny, this is a terrible question. If you, I'll give you a clue. He played. He was a first baseman for the Minnesota Twins not that long ago. Minnesota Twins. First baseman two. Yeah. Thirty-three. Uh, who is it? Who do you got? Justin Morneau. Morneau. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you say Kipes there? Yeah, Kipes. I'm working with, I'm with, I'm with Kipes today. What the face of the face yes. of the A's is there? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking. Oh, this is. It's like Shohei Otani's in the booth. That's what I'm saying. You know about uh, that's that's an international superstar. Oh, that, you, that hey, is- hey, let me tell you something. It is going to be miserable today because you're going to have nothing but fans fawning over him, below him, wanting autographs, taking pictures. It, it you're you're going to have a hard time doing your broadcast today. I know. Well, there he is. See him. That is the that is the face of A's I, TV I, I, right there. The greatness of Glenn Kuyper. I can't even believe he's in, he's going to do radio today. Wow, that's big league. It's a big league game now. When Glenn Kuyper shows up, it's a big league game. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Who else was down there? Uh, Vince Catroni. You ever heard well, of him? Oh, Vinny back off the IL is there. Is Vinny on the yeah. air today? Hi, Vinny. Make sure Vin, make, make sure Vince is not doing it, running any laps around the field today. Can't hear you. You sound great. He's lying. He said, "Make sure you're not doing laps around the field." Yeah, he's good. All righty. Well, you got a pat. Are all three of you on today? No, just just Kipe and I. Vinny's gonna Vinny's gonna watch. Help us out. All right. Out he's a spotter. <laughs> he's a spotter. Third down to ten from the forty-five. <laughs> well, all these changes, you need it. You know, like I'm, you get to the fifth inning, it's like here we go. Well, hey, Johnson's thrown for one hundred and seventy-five yards and two touchdowns. You got to have a good spotter. You have to, man. Did you ever do football? Oh, I was terrible. I tried. I was awful. Yeah, it's tough. Tough sport. You got to follow that. First of all, there's so many guys on each team, and, yeah. then, and then you got to follow all the stuff that I, I don't know how guys do it without a spotter. It's unbelievable how hard it is. I, I, that's a really tough sport to do for sure. Okay, yeah, what's tougher? What's tougher? A minor league game by yourself that's five hours or a football game? Football by far. Football by far, yeah, not even close. Yeah, you can be your BS your way through a baseball game. Right, exactly. You just find a way, even without the pitch clock. Now we have the pitch timer, so it's like, you know. Do you know how nice it was yesterday? So that was my last spring game of the year when I heard yeah. two hours and thirty six minutes. I was like, <laughs> we had a two one two the day before that. Isn't it beautiful? Good year. It's amazing. All amazing. right, my friend, we'll be listening. Have a great call. Hey, you having a player on today? What's that? Are you having a player on today? No, no, only at home. Only at home we okay. do that. Well, that's yeah. a beautiful that's a beautiful ballpark there. They did a really good job with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really nice. Really nice. All right, have a good call. Thanks, buddy. Talk, See to, you, bro. talk to you tomorrow. Johnny D on the spot joining us. The great Glenn Kuyper. If 
if you've got Vince is the voice of the A's, then Glenn has to be the face of the A's. It's fair. It's a fair assessment. We're, uh, we're efforting the face of A's television and radio for the oh. show tomorrow. His people haven't Who gone back. Who are we playing tomorrow? I have it right here. Hold on. I hope we're playing the Brewers. We are playing the White Sox. It would be great if we were playing the Brewers because, of course, you grew up in Wisconsin. We could know your Brewers history. We can talk about Aaron Rodgers all day tomorrow. Oh, my God. Where's Aaron Rodgers? Oh, he's a Jet. Aaron Rodgers falling in the footsteps of Brett Favre yet again. Will Glenn Kuyper be okay? Because Glenn is a bel- – I mean, he loves his pack. I mean, he's from Wisconsin. I mean, that's 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 in your DNA to be a Packers fan if you grew up in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm You know, I had someone send me – the the notification about I think Trey Wingo tweeted so I don't know if it's triple sourced about him about Rogers going Trey to the Wingo Jets. Trey Wingo wouldn't tweet it. Trey Wingo wouldn't tweet out. Say that fact. Trey Wingo wouldn't tweet out it unless it was real. Yeah. So if he goes to the Jets, Packers got a lot of you know rebuilding to do. Kinda. I mean, they have a quarterback, but they don't know what they have with him. So I'm sure Kipe's uh, really worried about next year. J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Do they win the NF- the AFC? Uh, was it AFC East with with Aaron Rodgers? It'd be interesting to see what the odds were this morning and what the odds are now. I guarantee they change dramatically. It has to be them or the Dolphins, right? I would take Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. Well, I mean, you start that kid's taking so many hits down in South Florida, man. It's kind of sad. I mean, I, can you count on him? Yeah, I mean, do they, we? They uh, they did just get a. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey to help their defense, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't. You, I don't. Yeah, you're it's right. Quarterback driven league, my what, friend. What do you mean, Mike White, the the Jets uh, hero, just signed with the Dolphins to take to his job if Tua can't play? I feel bad for that kid. Yeah, I mean, how many he had like three concussions last year and they kept playing him? Yeah, I mean, he's and once you start, trust me, as someone who's at six, uh, as you start, as you get one, two, they start coming quicker. They start coming a lot quicker. I mean, it's what ended. So many guys' career. Rogers, Steve Young. Roger Staubach, Steve Young, uh, Troy Aikman. I mean, once you start getting them, they start coming, and then whew, it is uh, – it's no bueno. It is no bueno. There's a guy that didn't get – I wanted to bring this up earlier when we were talking about the A's roster, and it's fitting because he's in the lineup today. Does it mean anything at all that Tyler Soderstrom's still not – he's still playing, not sent back to minor league camp at AAA? He's starting a catcher today. No, he's the future. This kid, you want to get him as much experience. He's not far away. I mean, he technically, like, if would you be shocked if he makes the team? No. Okay. So, probably won't. So, you'll send him down, let him mash a little bit, and then he's going to make – he's, he's going to have – he's going to – have the front office make a tough decision that they want to make. But I'll say it. When you are someone like him, when you bring him up, you never want to send him back down. The start of the career is the start of a lengthy, long career. So when Tyler comes up, it's for good. Tyler's the type of kid that has the ability to play in all-star games, be a franchise player. So you're going to give him as many at-bats and as much as experience was as great, Send him down to Vegas. Once again, he could make the could make the team, but most likely doesn't. Goes to AAA, mashes, and he forces your hand. 
And the minute, like, if Jesus Aguilar does not play well, if Noda struggles, you know, I mean, he 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 is the future. He legitimately is the future. And what is this luxury of having a legit third catcher? Like, I'll, I'll never forget Buck Showalter years ago working for ESPN did the did the perfect 25-man roster of what you'd want to see, right? If you could have, like, the ideal 25-man roster, well, the ideal for him was that your backup catcher was a switch hitter, right? So he could pinch hit, he could do mm-hmm. Like, ideally, if you have a legit third option, so you could pinch hit and do these types of things, especially when he's young. Once he gets more established, he'll never do it again. But – you know, if you've got a young Tyler Soderstrom on the roster and you need to make some moves and in a pinch, you need a guy to get behind the dish for you, and that helps you with a an at-bat, a pinch hit late in the game, and knowing that you put Sody behind the dish and not hurt yourself defensively with the pitching staff, that's kind of a luxury. Now, that won't be long-term when he's a, hopefully a star player, but we're talking about the now. Yeah, plus with the injury to Manny Pena, I don't think he's appeared in the game yet. And Pozo mean, got sent down. He's the time. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I just did. He's a backup catcher right now in spring training. He would be the backup catcher. Hard, oh no, Kyle McCann's there too. It's hard to believe that he you would you would he would come up and sit the bench yeah. and barely play being a backup catcher. Yeah, you don't want. If to that's do that. what's best. It, it could be what's best for the actual A's team, but we have to do what's best for the future. In my opinion, the future is him playing every day. If he's not going to play every day, put him down in AAA. Here's the lineup today: Ruiz in center, Kemp at second, Aletnas Diaz DHing. Aguilar at first, Jace Peterson at third, Ramon at, in right, your guy Connor Capel in left, Soderstrom catching, and Nick Allen is short. So Soderstrom's batting. I eight. mean, other than Sodi catching, that's kind of a that's something you could see throughout the season to start the year. Yeah, there's no. The center field battle is going to be interesting the rest of camp between Ruiz and Pache. The, the two biggest stories right now, with how many games left? How many games we got? Uh, we got four more. Th- we have five this week. I think four next week. So that's nine at least. And then the two against the Giants. So we'll at least at least eleven. And I have a feeling by the time we hit the Giants, we'll 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 we'll, we'll yeah. Remember, opening we'll day is March thirtieth on Thursday. Yeah, and that is trip. We got two days off, then opening day, and then, then a day, day off. off. And then we have the Angels Saturday. So and Sunday as well. counting today: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fifteen games left because one's a split squad. So fifteen games left counting today. Oh, I, I completely left that that whole week. I think the whole week against the Giants. That's okay. But yeah, that's. Fifteen games decide who's going to decide who's who wins the center field job and who. Uh, Before you have to say who's your twenty six, so center field shortstop. Yeah, Kevin Smith. Center field shortstop. Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith's Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith didn't play bad. We don't have any issues. But Kevin Smith, the way he's playing and the fact he can play short and play third and put him over at second. I mean, that's shortstop and infield. You know what are you going to do? You got 13 spots. How's it going to work? Right? And who's got options? Who doesn't have options? All that stuff plays big. But that's why we play the games. And we're finding out every at-bat, every pitch, it means something. For a team like the A's, when you got a guaranteed long-term contract, not so much. But when you play like right now, it means something. Coming up next, it's the A's and the Rockies. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on A's Cast Live. 
This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.